Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Good evening, everybody. It is Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily once again, right here on Wrestle 2. We're back at it. Same team as last night. Myself and Wrestle Talk's own Louis Dangor. Luigi, yeah, which seems even more fitting with that mustache of yours. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. I've had a few people. So I did the fight for review yesterday, and someone in the comments was like, oh, uh, the, at the beginning, they were like, the first thing, like, could Louis not have, like, shaved his beard before? And then, like, halfway through the show, it they is. obviously heard... Moustache. They obviously heard that I <laughs> I said I'm doing it for November. And yeah. they were like, oh, uh, apologies. You did it for a good cause. Well done. So yeah. I think, yeah, once people realise that I'm doing it for a good cause, they stop taking the piss. Although I do understand why they do. Yeah. It's part of the cause. It's part of November, right? Like, you know, I'm doing, like, I don't, you know... <laughs> whatever this chin is. No. I don't think there's a month that will do that. But either way, uh, as I mentioned yesterday, to anyone who doesn't realise, it's just purely to protect a terrible scar that I have going on here. So believe me, I don't think it's stylish. Uh, anyway, as you can see, Luigi and myself are back to discuss what's going on in the wrestling world, even though it's been a bit of a quiet day, to be honest, Louis. Um, mm. I was scouring for... Do you know what I spent my day doing with TalkSport? Because um, we often think of feature ideas on days like this and um i was just researching meng and the the terribly f- formidable fearsome bloke that he was um often yeah. often considered the the ba- like legitimately hardest man in wrestling history so if anybody fancies a good read i'm going to drop that on TalkSport tomorrow but if you just google meng uh, the wrestler you will see countless stories of him ripping people's teeth out um nearly took a man's eye out he bit a man's nose off you don't want to miss. You miss. R- you rumor want, has you, it. You do want to miss. You don't want to miss. Yeah. Go on. That's where Vince got the idea for Eye for an Eye from, from Meng. That's what I've heard. That's I've what my heard sources that you... have told me. Oh, I mean, that's in, the way your sources are going, mate. Your sources are better than that. Come on, mate. Um, <laughs> listen, guys. We uh, so, so let's talk about what we've got in the title to begin with, right? Um, Chad Gable is in one side of our news right now. And we're hearing, Louis... He's a pretty popular guy behind the scenes. Shock horror. People think Chad Gable's good. Who'd have thought it? So um, it's being reported by WrestlingNews.co that several people backstage are behind Gable. Uh, the, the site notes, and this is where it gets a bit, not muddled, but confusing. Because they report that Vince McMahon is a fan of Gable. Which, based on Shorty G, which yeah, I know it's yeah. fan. You know what's I know weird? I hate to interrupt, but shouldn't he be a fan of everyone that like he employs to wrestle for his company? No, I'm sure Mr. Davis isn't a fan of P, but he still works it because he understands the value that Pete brings. He doesn't ah, want Pete going to... Ah, but that's another conversation. He doesn't want Pete going to Cultaholic. That's the problem. Well... This is it. This is the lifelong struggle between the sides. Anyway, carry so, on. Uh, so Vince is high on Gable, uh, respects his accomplishments outside of wrestling in sort of uh, the Olympics being a uh, Olympian, and said that the Shorty G gimmick was intended to be a positive change to give him more character. Yeah, Apparently sure. backstage, there have been comparisons between Gable and Kurt Angle in the sense that McMahon thinks they're very similar. And uh, McMahon had him doing sort of comedy segments in the beginning 
to that, I will say he was also WWE champion very, very quickly. Chad Gable isn't. So I don't know. It's hard. It is very hard. We've heard that Daniel Bryan's been in on this, but it's been reported that he's behind this and behind the pushes of many people. But I don't know about this one. It it, it seems like it's another case of, oh, WWE high on so-and-so backstage. Who's Who reported it? WrestlingNews.co. Mm, they have a lot of those reports, like a lot of Vince McMahon thinks this or whatever. Um, it's hard to quantify and sort of say, it's hard to prove if it's right or wrong because mm. at the end of the day, it's one man's opinion. Listen, before uh, this goes any further, Adam Pearson, love you, Alex. I love you too, Adam. I saw you comment this the other day and I didn't get back round to it because we were busy. Um, and you just got a standard. Hi, Louis. Sorry, mate. Sorry. Um, get get that man back on Quizzlemania, by the way. He was very good. Uh, he will he will be back. He will more than definitely be back on Quizzlemania when it's actually a wrestling quiz. Well, yeah, that's right. I mean, anyway, I'm, we're going Hollywood, right? Um, I my thoughts on Chad Gable. I've said this before. I think he is a phenomenal wrestler. Like his mat work. If you watched him in NXT, he is sim- like so so good, and even. The, you know, they say he didn't have character. They needed to flesh that out. If you ever watched the segments that he did with Jason Jordan down in NXT for the tag team to come about, mm. you know, how they got together where uh, Gable pursued Jordan, he had plenty of character. He had plenty of charisma. He was really entertaining, very funny. Um, obviously, him and Jordan were, you know, very... Uh, you, they had like that right sort of dynamic together, which which helps Gable. But I still felt like they dropped the ball massively when it came to the split. Um, and yeah, I just don't think it needed to happen, to be honest. Um, although having said that, you know, I, I miss Jason Jordan tremendously because I felt I felt he had the ton of upside, and he was just coming into his own on Raw. Um, but I digress. Yeah. Back to you know to Chad Gable shock you know wrestlers want to work with great wrestlers he is an amazing wrestler great worker from all uh, all accounts i've seen you know him working out with the likes of otis and and daniel bryan and drew gulak uh he's a very hard worker well liked so it's no surprise that people want things for him and i hate to have this kind of closed mindset but i just feel like if vince vince doesn't seem like Kurt angle because they're not they're not the same height I hate to say that, but I, I, you, nobody can convince me that Shorty G was ever going to be the world champion, was ever going to be the gateway to Gable doing big things in WWE. Um, that it was just a gimmick they came up with that spawned from the King of the Ring feud, and it, it did nothing but hurt him. That didn't help expand his character at all. What did that do for him? What what kind of character development did we get? What personality did we sh- did we see? It wasn't his fault at all. I think WWE dealt him a terrible hand with that character. So, man, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm buzzing to see more of him in the ring. And I think Kurt Angle wrestling machine gimmick could work for Chad Gable if you give him the, you know, give him the legs to go. Um, but do I think this report is nailed on? No, I don't. No, I agree. I unfortunately think it's very, as we as we mentioned earlier, it is hard for us to say it's 100% true, it's 100% not. But based on what we've seen on TV, what we've seen for over the past year with the Shorty G gimmick and the way he's been treated, I think it is very hard to say that Vince is a fan of him. I mean, he might say he is, but evidence suggests uh, he's not. So unfortunately... I think what we're going to red or be almost BS on to this or, or orange. What are we thinking? Um, no, because I can believe that people want to work with him. I can believe oh, that. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Whether they've, you know, whether that's common sense or they've deduced that from a report, I don't know. But um, I would, I would give it a yellow because I'm not convinced that Vincent Mann is in love with him or has big plans for him. Agreed. As much as, as much as that pains me, because I'm a big Chad Gable guy. Um, you know, he, he does deserve a hell of a lot more. But alas, um, Vince has these these quirks. And I, like I said, I hate to do that whole marginalization thing of size because, it, you know, it shouldn't really matter in this day and age when you've seen the talents that have overcome those barriers, like Daniel Bryan being one of mm-hmm. them. Um, but you have to be, like, exceptional, undeniable in Vince McMahon's eyes to, to really mm-hmm. get past that. So it's a and tough we've one. got to be realistic. We've... 
I know it's not nice for us to think O oh, size, but we've got to think in terms of whether that would make a sense, whether that would be a big thing for higher ups and for Vince. And it, it is, unfortunately. It's not like we're saying, oh, we don't think the short guys. We all, I've got no problem with the short guy being world champion. The majority of my wrestlers are favorite wrestlers are below six foot. But it's just in terms of what you what track record suggests that the company feel. You do have to think that his height will unfortunately uh, be a detriment and sort of a, a hindrance to any potential push. I mean, ostensibly speaking, height, I guess, should matter if if you're trying to like kayfabe, if that makes sense, right? Like, because in a real fight, height and power will nine times out of ten win. That's why we have weight classes, right? So yeah. I, under I understand from a, a weird perspective that Vince obviously values that, but I don't think it should be the be all and end all. You can definitely tell stories around that. Um, anyway, before we move on to the next news, just want to say um, you guys have been tremendous with your super chats for the last couple of weeks, and we would welcome them again on this show to get into some topics, whatever the value we will read it out. We will discuss it on this show. Um, we've had so much fun dealing with your fantasy bookings and your takes on what's been going down. So please feel free to bring that and bestow that upon us. Uh, and of course, again, as I say at the top of every show, you can catch us on podcasts. You can catch up there, um, you know, with Apple Acast and of course, any of the good providers. Uh, and, and please do like, share and subscribe to Wrestle2. Um, as you can see, the channel is doing great things at the moment. It's growing by the day. So all of you good eggs have already got on board. And I love that you're filling up the comments. That's my favorite part of the show. Of course, this comes a day after Raw, Louis. Um, I won't, uh, I won't like unload my thoughts at once. All I will say is there's only a handful of things I'm enjoying at the moment. And the show feels long. And you watch it in the morning so you can skip ad breaks. Hmm. I had the full three hours yesterday when I watched it because well, I reviewed it with Sean on Fightful afterwards. And it was long. It, yeah. Like, what in your right mind would you watch a three hour film once a week? The same three, three hour film? No. No one's going to watch something that long. There's a reason TV shows are like an hour, half an hour to an hour with ad breaks. Like, three hours is too long it's gonna drag you're gonna struggle to get anyone's attention for three hours that's why i, I think no coincidence the people enjoy smackdown significantly more when it is significantly short well not significantly shorter but it is shorter yeah so that for me was a big issue with raw there were parts of raw that i really liked i mean i like the fact that bray wyatt wasn't on the show i think having having him on the show every week kind of devalues him having a week without him was good, but you had Alexa Bliss there, so you still felt like he was part of the storylines. Randy Orton absolutely leathering uh, John Morrison with it, with it, with his promo at the beginning of the show was fantastic, saying uh, you took your ball, went home, and went to the minor leagues. I mean, thank God that it's just AW that are the ones that are taking shots at the competition, <laughs> not not WWE. And um, I really like the backstage bit between Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. They didn't feel like characters they felt like real people they felt like oh these people one's here one's a baby face but they're friends and they can get on which is which is good to see uh but yeah there were and i mean ali ricochet was fantastic absolutely brilliant retribution helped retribution massively being like oh yeah these guys might be jokes in terms of how they've been treated but they can wrestle um but there are other parts of raw that i, I liked less put it that way I think all of the Survivor Series stuff sucks. That's my. Um, I don't know about sucks. I've said it. It's, you know, you can't. You can't tell me what my opinion is. I'm telling you, it you, sucks. You've been. You've been telling me um, about how my opinion's wrong with Cody and yeah. Dustin. No, no, no. Your opinion can be wrong. <laughs> your opinion can be wrong, but you can't say yeah. it sucks. No, um, you're right. You're right. Listen, um, for me, it's the who's captain thing. Like, who cares? Who actually cares? That's a really weird way to fill TV time. They had um, the Raw women team and the men's team both had multiple segments threaded throughout this show that really accomplished nothing. Um, the Riddle nickname stuff. Okay. Like, I I don't know what they're really trying to do there, but okay. But, but, um, but you get it. 
Because because he smokes weed. Do you get it? Please. Come on, stop being so on the nose about everything. Like Please. we know we know he dabbles. Just leave it leave it at that. Dabbles. Um <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's a very uh, like again, I'm I'm not gonna retread what you've just said, but I lo- I do love the like blossoming thing between Drew and Sheamus. I do think that's been that's been done very well. Um I love seeing Ali get the win and in a great match. You know, again with a worker like Ricochet who 18 months ago, a year ago, was being presented really, really well. And nothing's been happening for him. But we all know what a world-class talent he is. So it's so frustrating to see, like, you just give guys like that time. And it's like, oh, what a surprise. Look, I remember, remember how good these guys are. So, yeah, that was um, another cool moment. And the Drew-Randy thing heading into next week, I think it's interesting, the timing, because, of, of course, we've had a lot of world title changes ahead of Survivor Series in recent years, which leads people to believe, oh, maybe they will do it. Maybe it will be Drew and Roman. So even that layer of intrigue, I think, really helps. Um, do, you think, I, do you think we will? No. Uh, no I, I think... Mm, I see the tag titles changing hands. Yeah, maybe. I think... Um, I think Orton retains, but then the other part, there's like a nagging feeling inside of me. Like Orton and Roman haven't mentioned each other once. Like, like really at all. They're not talking about each other at all. They're in their own stories on their own shows. And that kind of leads me to believe, well, maybe they're not building it for a reason, but at the same time, I don't know. Yeah. I think they're hurt by the fact, obviously you can't have wrestlers going to the other shows because of the COVID precautions, which is the right thing to do. While it would be cool to see the big invasion stuff, it's the right call to make in terms of the current climate, keeping things separate. So I understand why they're doing it, but it is hurting things when you've got basically WWE can't build a few without having some form of conflict. So the conflict is now within the individual teams mm. as opposed to across teams, if that makes sense. But you, you can still cut a promo on your show. Like I get it that it, it'd be better if you could do the I amazing know. stuff. But I, like... I know, I know, and you know. But like Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn did that. And there was no mention of sisters, which which is fantastic. Not until today. Oh god, don't even get me started on that. I had horrible flashbacks. Um, but no, I think it will be interesting to see next week. As I said, I could see the tag titles changing hands because there's also a tag title match, but I can't see the uh, main title changing hands. I do want to pivot back to this point from Alex Smith, who says Vince was even critical of AJ when he debuted, calling his debut pop lucky. Um Interesting. Obviously, this is in relation to the Chad Gable point we were making earlier. I bring this up because I spoke to AJ about the reports around this um, shortly after. Because if you do recall, there were reports that Vince originally wanted Ryback. Yes, I didn't start. He wanted Ryback to squash AJ at WrestleMania. That was the original plans, apparently. And then, obviously, it all got next. And Jericho got inserted and from, well, we all know the rest is history, right? AJ rose and rose and rose, uh, went on to work with Roman stock, just kept, just kept going up. Um, and, and AJ actually said to me that Vince didn't know what he had when he first acquired AJ Styles. So that's from you the, think, whole- you think Vince watches impact and new Japan? Well, listen, cool, he signed, he, he signs them. So whoever's signing them should know something. Yeah. But um, I mean, I think, I think regardless of what people tell Vince, he's going to want to see it for himself. And AJ Styles more than proved uh, that he can hang with the big guys. He was, I mean, pretty much WWE champion. What? Just 18 months after joining? No, a year, less than that. He joined 2016. He was WWE champion in 2016. So less than a year after end, joining. Tail, tail end of the year. Got it off yeah. Ambrose, didn't he? Yeah. But I mean, um, the, the the point of what I'm saying there is uh, even AJ Styles mentioned that that Vince like quite openly didn't really know what he had until AJ had to go out there and prove it and admittedly he got some good spots right you know Jericho Roman mm-hmm. um, which Gable was yet to be afforded that's the difference is what I'm saying he needs to get in those positions to show what he can do uh, and you have to hope that with this serious change the spot will open up but it seems laughable now to think that AJ wasn't seen remotely in like the main event light to begin with. Vince was prepared to just have him done and dusted by Ryback nonetheless. So
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Shall we take our first hot take of the night? And I think we should take it from perhaps the next Quizzlemania champion. What's going on, Wrestling Daily? This is the Quizzlemania Fact Checker Tempest coming at you with a hot take. That is, I believe the most overrated star in WWE history is the game, Triple H. He can cut a good promo, but most of the time, they're long and boring. He can wrestle a good match, but most of the time, they're long and boring. I can count the amount of great singles matches he has had on one hand. Most of the time, his great matches involve either an additional person or a stipulation, like Street Fight or Hell in a Cell. He is not the kind of guy to be put in the main event spot over and over and over and over again, but that's exactly what WWE did for almost 15 years. He doesn't deserve to be put in the same tier as many of the greatest of all time, but WWE and WWE stars continue to put him there. Can I just say before we start, I don't know what this is about. Apparently you've got to ask me what I'm doing for Survivor Series. Louis, what are you doing for Survivor Series, mate? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what Mr. David is alluding to. Is he trying to fill I out the rotor? I think he might be trying to recruit me to his team for Survivor Series. Oh, the old authority, huh? The old authority. I don't know, but listen, I, I, he's he's asked me to come for a meeting with him tomorrow at some stage. I presume to talk about wrestling daily and things like that. So I guess he can tell me what I'm doing for Survivor Series then. But don't have any plans otherwise. Well, he's dropped a little it's teaser. Time- in terms of this hot take, I don't disagree with it, but I don't fully agree with it. I understand his points. Like the majority of Triple H matches are tedious. No, he no. often has the longest match. Hang on, hang. You are thinking with your okay. So we're thinking about this from two versions of Triple H. Your Triple H is 2000, 2001. No, H. no, it isn't, Louis. I've been alive just a lot longer than you. It doesn't mean. That, no, I, that I only remember one one phase of, of, of life. Course, of course. Uh, in but fact, in fact, 2000 Triple H is not my favorite Triple H. To, what's to your favorite that Triple H point. then? I don't, I mean, he's got countless great feuds, in my opinion, yeah. that help, like, you know, I'll, I'll get into my points in a minute. But what I will say is, you can't say every Triple H match is tedious just because it's long. You're the same no. guys are out here going, oh, Kenny Omega and all of these guys in hours and in half an hour tag matches. Oh, they're amazing. Oh, give me a break. You can't just say because Triple H has a long match that they're poor. He's had many amazing storytelling matches like Jericho Last Man Standing, which, okay, was in 2000. Um, but, of course, Chris Benoit in 2004, he had, a, he had a few great ones with him there. Albeit, I don't get this point as well that it either has someone else in it or it's a stipulation match. What does it, what does it make a difference if it's a stipulation match? Does that devalue yeah. somebody? No, it doesn't, not, not in my opinion. By uh, by my point about in terms of the, the time thing, my the version of Triple H I grew up on was tr- like the basically when he transitioned into CEO Triple H, and after that he ha- did have great matches. I mean, his two matches with the Undertaker were genuinely fantastic, but the majority of the other ones, i.e., 
I'm thinking like the first year I started watching wrestling was that Kevin Nash feud. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Don't don't hold him accountable with I'm that. Not, I'm not, but I'm like in my head, retrospectively, I can appreciate Triple H during that period was fantastic. I mean, his stuff with Mick Foley, I know that kind of plays into the stipulation thing, was fantastic. His stuff with Benoit, his stuff with stuff with every he, he had great matches with everyone. But I do understand to a point why people can say that his matches are tedious, particularly his ones at WrestleMania. I mean, if you look at his WrestleMania matches, they are often the longest match on the card. I mean, his one with Batista was long. His one I, with I, Roman... I, like that. I like that match, though. I, I, did, I didn't hate it. I, I didn't hate it either, but it was long. I mean, you th- I think about then his match with Seth Rollins, which was long. His match with Roman Reigns, which was long. His match with Sting, which was overbooked to hell. I get why they had him go over because, oh, you don't think it was you, overbooked? You, you, you would have preferred Triple H and Sting just in the middle of the ring, would you? Matt Wrestling. Okay, I, don't I, be I silly. Sing is like I, nearly, he was nearly like, he was in his late 50s at the time. Come on, man. The, the match was basically, look how great WWE is. It's a significant it, it, event. Look, it might have been, they booked, in my opinion, they booked that match about as best as they could have because you get all the bells and whistles and the nostalgia and you get it for what you can milk it to be. What was it? What else was it realistically going to be? You're not going to get work rate sting from the early 90s, are you? Like, come on, you have to, you have to play the hands that you're dealt if you're going to make that match. E- yes. Yes, that, I do understand. Sometimes when people were like, "Oh, it's not a, a four star or a five star match because, or you know, whatever didn't happen, or you know, flips, or you know, just some chain wrestling or whatever." Like, there is another element of wrestling where you can just have entertaining matches, and that was entertaining. Like having the Hulkster run down. All right, you know, not don't love him that much now, but at that time it was it was cool when DX and Sean. Yeah, no, it, 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 it was a cool spectacle, but I still stand by it for slightly too long. Daniel Bryan the year before was great. Uh, Brock Lesnar. Very good. Not just great. No, fantastic. And I mean, you don't like the main event isn't nearly as good without having the match first. Like Triple H and Daniel Bryan are just like, that's the most important opening match to WrestleMania ever because of what it meant for the main event, I think. Hmm. Um, Like, is the main event as good that seeing seeing Bryan with both titles without having to go to Triple H? No. His matches, I understand that they can be tedious, but I do think there's always something cool about seeing Triple H come out, and like he can still he can still go. He's still incredibly like you compare to people that are similar ages to him. Like, I know he's slightly younger than the Undertaker. He's, he's he's younger than Shawn Michaels, but he looks fantastic in the ring. Like he looks physically great. So I think this is, I understand where Tempest is coming from, but I do disagree with with his take that he is the most, uh, definitely the most overrated. I don't, I don't see that at all. No, I I don't think he's overrated at all. Um, Don't get me wrong. I'm not like, there's people I enjoy more, um, but I do think he's a great ring general. And I think he's had amazing feuds with a ton of guys. Like you said, the the Daniel Bryan one off the top of my head as well is a great opener to WrestleMania. I'd I'd put that up there. You know, Bretton Owen is probably. Yeah the best but i mean it's in the conversation it's in the top three or four i would say um you know the like as i mentioned earlier with jericho the rock in 2000 and in 98 like how they circled each other for all them years they were amazing matches and without triple h i don't honestly think the rock gets as big as he gets i think he was the perfect foil for him as the heel um the feud of randy orton where randy orton was the unstable lunatic that made Randy Orton at that point. I feel, you know, he'd been made in like a main event player, but getting that character over, I felt was um, Triple H. Unfortunately, the payoff was just not great because they went after Taker and Michaels. That was the problem yeah. with that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And then again, like you said, the Hell in a Cell with Taker. Um, he's got a even, ton. The, even the year before was great. The, the non-stick. He, I think he, it might have been no DQ, but whatever. It was mm, great. The matches he had with Shawn Michaels all through 2004, like, um, they were great. Like, he had a ton of great matches. All right, like, do I fondly remember Triple H and Scott Steiner? No, no, I don't. Do I remember Triple H and Goldberg around that era? No, not really. Admittedly, he was, you know, I I, I would have had Booker T go over him at WrestleMania 19, I think it was. I would have had him win that one. Or was it 18? 18, I think. 18. Um, yeah. And, and uh, I would have... I wouldn't have made Triple H like the face of my company at that point. You know, they made like Raw all about him when, you know, you, you, I, like Kurt Angle was probably the guy I would have gone, 
let's make him the front and centre at that point. But, you know, like I said, I, I don't yeah. think, I, I feel like he's had numerous great feuds and matches to say, you know, comfortably that he's not the most tedious wrestler. Um, and I don't think he's overrated. Is he, you know, I, I get what Tempest is maybe saying about greatest of all time discussion, but then I don't know many people that are peddling him as that. So it's um, it's a convoluted one, but I, I do think it's unfair to say that he's yeah. overrated or tedious. I, I think he's had a great career by all accounts. And I mean, he will always be... People will always, because it's easy to say, oh, he won't, wouldn't be in the position he's in without if he didn't marry Stephanie. People will always have that, regardless of if it's true or not, which it isn't. People will always say, oh, he's he's will always be a favourite of Vince because he's his son-in-law. And I think that does play into the whole idea that people have that he's overrated because he's like, oh, he's only in that position because of who he, who he's married to. But I do disagree with that, definitely, as well. I don't think I, I do... I think like I get it as well that because he was booked so strong within like a decade mm-hmm. that I understand why people got a bit like you know and the golden shovel was obviously a thing but I will say this as well he was obviously at the center of DX which for most people was one of the greatest stables of all time he was at the center of evolution which was his and Ric Flair's idea I think for serving their purpose is one of the top stables has ever been as well the few the, um, subsequent feuds that he had with Orton and Batista out of evolution made both of those guys and look what careers they went on to have. So, you know, and he put them over by the way, both times. Uh, well, not Randy Orton, actually he didn't, but Batista, he put him over like what? Three times. He eventually, you know, got round to Randy years later, but he really made Batista at that point who was proper, um, you know, proper main event solidified star, SmackDown's biggest star at that point, in fact. So um, yeah, I, I, again, I think we probably were dro- droning on here, but what I would say is, his feuds, you know, he's made a lot of guys and he's had a great career. I don't think you can say that he's not justified in the position that he was in. Like, even even if he married Steri, Ste- Steri, Stephanie or not, I still think he would have been one of the, yeah. like, great hands. He's clearly got a great brain for the business. So there you have it. Um, We've got a few super chats on the topic. S- so S- SP3 saying, when I get bothered by hot take. I don't get bothered, SP3. I just got to fight the corners, all right? <laughs> corners, that's the whole point. Yeah. Um, let's have a look then at the super chats that are like, Oh, you've been bringing them in since we, uh, since we last mentioned them. So let me head to the top of the super chats. Uh, Bo Hill, my man, 1st of February, 2020 Gulak and Brian put on a technical masterpiece, November, 2020 Gulak feuds for the 24 seven title. Number two, WWE signed John Morrison, turn him into Mrs. Sidekick and immediately job him out. WTF, um, Bo, you know I'm a, I'm a big proponent of yourself and your viewership of this show, and I will say I can't argue with anything you've just said. Not at all. I think John Morrison is, like, hideously underrated slash misused, and it's one of them things where I do think it was kind of good for him getting back with The Miz originally, but now it might have run its course. Like, what is he really gaining from that there are so many good matches for john morrison like he's an amazing unique worker you should really utilize that uh, and in terms of drew gulak daniel bryan did all he could for him and it seems like daniel bryan went away took some um parent time and drew gulak yeah. went Ooh. so yeah it's very that difficult. match man i loved that match because it was so different from anything that we'd seen on wwe tv for years i loved it and then nothing came of it once Brian went off for paternity leave. So it's a shame. But John Morrison, I do get. Like, I understand. I don't think he's fantastic on the mic. I think he's great in the ring, though. Like, I think I'd much rather see him with the briefcase than Miz. I think that would be a much more exciting prospect. Like, him versus Drew would be great. Him versus Randy even would be great. I think that would be far more exciting than Miz. So, yeah, I do think that... uh, uh, that Morrison, although their segments are quite entertaining, I think that um, he could be used significantly better than he is. I, w- I wish there was like a shooter stable of like really technical, gifted wrestlers. That's what I wish. Like your Gables, your Gulak, your Brian. Yeah, Brian, well, make, I mean, Brian, it, make yeah. Brian the centerpiece and then have all these great workers around him that he wants to push and utilize. Um, and let them go in there and, and you know wrestle the boots off people. That's that's what I would like to see. Um, but 
I'm not going to hold my breath. I quite like to see Drew Gulak and Matt Riddle as a tag team because they did stuff on the indies as catch point. I think I'd quite like to see that. I think they'd have a lot of good stuff together. But what can you do? I mean, it goes back to the height thing, unfortunately. Gulak is not the tallest, I don't think. I think he's going to be always shoehorned into into that into that position. Unfortunately, of you are comedy. We don't really. We're not going to really take you seriously as a big threat. He is quite a funny guy as well. Like I don't know if anyone remembers when he was like flanking Enzo Amore. I actually really enjoyed him. Um, yeah. But there you go. Uh, let's get into some other super chats. Bacon Rasher. Oh, welcome back, Bacon Rasher. Yeah. The best Triple H is 2020 because he's not had a match. Also, great to see the Tash Man. The Tash Man. With Alex tonight. Sorry I've missed a few shows. Blooming work. Jam that jam. Uh, yeah, work gets us all, my friend. Um, Triple H. Yeah. To be fair, I am, like you said, it, I, I am kind of glad that... Um, they didn't just like shoehorn a Triple H match into Mania. Do you know what I mean? I thought yeah. that was that was. I'm glad that didn't happen. I'm sure if there was a Saudi Arabia or something going on this year, that something would have happened. But um, it was nice that they didn't crowbar him think, in Mania. Do you think they would have if there was a crowd? No, I think they'd already pretty much planned out what they were doing from what from what I'd heard. Like he yeah. he had said on um he had said on conference calls and stuff. I, I asked him about it like his desire to wrestle. And he, he'd said that there was nothing for him. Like you got to remember in the, in the years prior, like the undertaker thing, obviously that they'd mapped out. Batista actually asked triple H sting. I think they only gave him a couple of options. One of them being triple H. Um, Cause he obviously wanted taker, but he was already locked up that year. Um, so I just don't think anyone actually said, yeah, triple H do you, uh, do you fancy it? So they, they didn't make it happen, which is nice. Yeah. It was it was better than as you say shoehorning it in for the sake of it. They could have easily done that, so I'm happy they didn't. Elizabeth yeah. Stallion says, "Bored that every time Triple H returns for his yearly match, he has to be the winner. It's predictable and disappointing every time." Now, again, uh, in his later career, I will grant you that um, that has happened far too frequently. Even when I think DX went over the Brothers of Destruction and then that terrible car crash of a match in Saudi Arabia, did they? Did they go over? They did. Yes, but you can't not have Shawn Michaels go over in his return match. You can't. I mean, like, I mean like, you, no, you, the, you, the answer is just not have had it. That's yeah, yeah, hang on, hang on. We, we, we are taking it that the match has already been booked. We can't go back from that. But I think you can't. I understand why you won that. But if you look at his mania run, so 35, he, he beat Batista, but that was his final match. That kind of made sense. Um, well, 30, also, the whole point of that was was Batista doing the job for him because Triple H had done it so emphatically in yeah. 2005. 34, he did the job for Rousey and Kurt Angle. 33, he did the job for Seth. 32, he did the job for Roman. 31, he he beat Sting, but that was because they thought they were building to Triple H rock. So he went over, which wouldn't have done it that way, but I understand why they did. 30, he went over. Again, like, are you telling me, though, that he couldn't have lost that? And they've got a year. Like he's a legend, anyway. Like, what difference would it have made? They're not going to like go into the build of the Rock a year later and go, "Well, yeah, he's dangerous." That Triple H, he big Sting last year. Like, come on. No, I know what you mean. I know. I, I understand both sides of it. But I mean, you look at uh, since like Mania Thirty, he's put over Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns. Uh, yeah. He's put over his fair share of people. So I don't know how true that is when he comes back for his yearly match that he doesn't lose because he does. Yeah, he beat Randy in that heat, didn't he? I think. Am I right in thinking that? I can't in, even remember. In it was Saudi, a, that that was a long match. Also, the show wasn't actually that great, to be honest. So I think it was actually one of the stronger matches on the card, from my recollection. Um, oh no, Randy won. Randy won. Okay. Well, there you go. Then that's we're debunking super chats right here on the show. Um, I'm 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 not going to lie. I'm a bit surprised of all the Triple H hate going on right now. Why? Why is? Where's it Like when I when I saw when I saw this hot take when Tempest sent it to me, uh, I listened to them to make sure there's nothing obscenely offensive that can't go on air. Um, but I listened to it and I was like, okay, that's one that I don't think Alex will take too much offense to or or sort of take too much umbrage with. So when you did, I was a bit surprised. I was like, oh, okay, I think you might be in the minority with this one. I I can't see. I'm very very shocked. 
that people don't think Triple H has had a good career. <laughs> very, very shocked. Um, I saw SB3 in the comments say post 2000, he peaked. Like, that's a terrible take. He had great work with Evolution and stuff. So, I'll, anyway, I'll tell you what, I'll leave that to you guys to debate tomorrow. We've got we've got stuff to talk out. Don't you worry about that. Um, Matt, the hot Scott says, Can you do your best Shane O'Mac best in the world impression? Louis, I assume he's talking to you after your amazing impression yesterday. I wouldn't want to wake my children, so feel free to go ahead, mate. Okay, <clears throat> so where is it? The one that Greg Hamilton used to do, right? Of course. Yeah. <clears throat> Best in the world. Shane McMahon. <laughs> Sorry for headphone users. <laughs> Oh, that was so monotone, the first part. <laughs> Best in the world. <laughs> Listen, you're not, you're not the only one with people that are trying to relax for the evening in the in your house. I've got people that are going to be like, aren't you recording a show? I'll be like, yeah. Why are you shouting Best in the world? I've got mm. to explain it. Yeah. But I, yeah you yeah. know what, Matty? Because I like, I, I, you paid your good earned, hard earned money, I will do that for you. Exactly. Wouldn't do, wouldn't do that for many other people. Put it exactly. That way. You have to give the people what they want. We all know this, Lou. Um, what other news have we got to get into at the moment? I believe, obviously, we know that The Undertaker is having his final you know, appearance at, um, Hel- yeah, Hel- I was about to say, no, um, at Survivor Series. And the rumour is they're bringing back a bit of a special guest, Lou. So this is more, with all due respect to the guest, this is not about just this one guest. I think it's indicative of what, who, who, who else might be, turning up so they have said uh this is for rom iwa puerto rico has said on twitter who to be fair have covered a lot of savio vega related bits and bobs throughout the years who'd have thunk it who'd have thunk and, it? Exactly. <laughs> they said and this has been translated from english uh, to english savio vega will be back in wwe this time to present to be present during the retirement of his good friend and brother the undertaker who culminates his successful 30-year career after his first appearance at Survivor Series 1990. So for those that don't know, Vega's part of the Bow Street crew, which is the backstep group involving uh, Undertaker, the Godfather, Midian, and, and people like that, Paul Barra. Um, So, yeah, the way... W- why this interested me was, like, that, uh, without being rude to Savio Vega, I don't really care. Hey! Hey now, <laughs> but it's more about okay. If they're bringing, they're not just going to bring like it's not going to be the Undertaker and Savio Vega. Like it's not just going to be those two. There will obviously be other people present. I assume. I can't imagine WWE have just gone right. Just gone right. Who do we have to get <laughs> for the Undertaker? All right. Um, what's it? Uh, well, well, everyone, everyone, stop what you're doing. The first man we need. Is Savio Vega. Get him. Get him on the phone. I can't imagine that happened. Exactly. So I don't think I'm too out of my mind to suggest that there will probably be some other names there, which is why this interested me. Um, And it probably does suggest that maybe we're just going to get like a happy send-off for him. Like all of his like mates in the ring and he just rides off into the sunset. No, No attack from the fiend that's been speculated or anything like that. Maybe he just rides off or or maybe someone i think you said it yesterday maybe elias comes out and all the legends hit their finishes on him and ends with an undertaker choke slab and then that that's how we end that's how we end that segment to be honest i i really um i'm a sucker for those like emotional segments you know like when rick flair um said goodbye and all of the people come out and appreciate him and stuff and i think like, i remember Fo- foley had something like that um watch I was, su- watch i was just in the thunderdome well, yeah. I mean, it's obviously not quite as cool. Um, but yeah. 
I mean, I, I am a sucker for that. So I, I personally don't think Taker is fully done. That's just my opinion. Um, of course not. I think he'll be tempted back when there's fans and there'll be a final match then. Um, but do I think Vega's coming back? Probably. He's going to get green on the bs ometer I think. Uh, makes the world of sense. BSK. Seems logical to me, Lou. Agree. So, I'll tell you what, we'll get another hot take now. Um, off the back, I did see Tempest had his lovely, lovely dog um, in his promo, I'm going to call it. Uh, so let's get to our next hot take. That seems to be dog-infused. We all know that Alex and Louie love dogs. So, hot take, while Harvey is cute, Scooby is cuter. Sorry, Louie. I'm not going to lie, that's, t- that's, that's tight. I mean, you got a cute dog, Luke. That is a cute, that's a cute dog. Alex, come on. This is what the Wrestling Daily was made for, a good old-fashioned dog-off. I don't know if come that's cool or not, but yeah. Come, dog on, come, on, come on. Where's your dog? Go oh, on. Let me, let me, Go let me fetch take, your dog. Let me take some <laughs> <of them. laughs> To be fair, Matt, um, that is the hot Scott himself delivering uh, a very cute dog. Scooby as well. I mean, he's come with it. My, my missus keeps, um, I'm looking at her right now. She keeps nagging at me to buy a dog. And I really want to, I really want one. But I also only had my my, my dog that I had for 15 years put down a couple of years ago. And I'm not going to lie. I think I'm still pretty upset about it. So anyway, Lou, where's the dog? The dog, I think, I've texted my brother. So I think the dog's coming. Team Doggo. He'll be, He'll be here. But uh, listen, Scooby's cute. He, he's very cute. But there's just levels, isn't there? It's cute. All right. So, so, what, what, so, so why, why is... <laughs> I don't know why I'm debating this with you. Why is Harvey cuter than Scooby? Oh, just like... Just, just look at him, his face. When you call his name, he tilts his head. I think he's here. Oh, get him. Get him right now. This is this is the links we're going to here on the Wrestling Daily. We are suspending bringing you the news and the hot takes just so Louis can accost his dog and force him to come on screen against his will. Oh dear, I think I see a dog. Oh, that is such a cute dog. Look at him. Look at that dog. I'm um, sorry. You I'm sorry, me. mate. Um, I, I don't know if I can go against Harvey, uh, Matt. Look at him. You're telling what, me, look. look. What, Scooby's what, breed, what breed is that dog? So he's half Bichon, half Bichon. Poodle. So, no, he's half, yeah, half Bichon, half Poodle. So he's a Pouchon. Pouchon. So, all right. We'll let you go. It's tremendous. Matty, look, I respect you. You've been a very loyal listener, super chatter, commenter. But with all due respect, your dog has nothing on Harvey. Mm. I mean, I'm going to have to back Louis as a co-host, I'm afraid, on this one. But as I do... A co-host. Not, I... not as a co-host. Well, Scooby is a cute dog, but I didn't get the, I didn't get the intimate, you know, um, yes. setting that I just got with Harvey. So I'm just going to assume... That, you know, Harvey cannot be defeated. Um, SB3 has noticed, and this has happened while we've been on air, AEW Games just went live and they've announced that Ukes will be working with them for a console game. Of course, Tony Khan did say this at the weekend um, after Full Gear when we were on the call. He mentioned there'd be a console game. There will also be a card trading game where you can act as a GM and a third game to come as well. But this is the thir- the first one and the main one. And of course, Ukes is quite an exciting partner as well, Luke. Yeah, I don't know if my I might have to speak to Mr. Davis about a pay rise if three games are coming out because uh, I'm going to want all of them. Uh, yeah, uh, he spoke about this on the media call that we were on on uh, on uh, Saturday, which he basically said there's going to be so there's an announcement coming tonight. I believe it's six p.m. Uh, EST, uh, so that's eleven p.m. in the UK. So if you want more news over that, as it emerges uh, head on over to wrestletalk.com where you can get all the latest news that will be coming up regarding this uh this announcement but having ukes involved is fantastic because for those that don't know they've done stuff with wwe before they yeah. were before the whole 2k era i believe 
So they worked with no, they have worked with them, but before the two K games went down the pan, I believe. Yes. Like so, basically, the last couple, I think they changed. Um, I could be wrong, but I believe that they changed who they're working with, and it hasn't been as great since. So. Yeah, I mean it's exciting, and obviously, will uh, you, you and um, I don't know how much of a gamer True Hill he is, but uh, you and him can chat about that tomorrow. Once obviously the news is broken uh, tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a couple of more super chats here. Uh, Injection Two K says, "Don't let me pull out pics of my dog Blue. Don't let us stop you. All cute dogs are welcome on this show. Um, dogs and roast potatoes and wrestling—that's what you come to the Wrestling Daily for." Um, Elizabeth Stallion is also here, and she says, "You brought me here with the wrestling, but <laughs> staying for the dogs." Excellent work, everyone. Uh, I, I, I can feel myself buying a dog. I can. Yeah. Listen, Matt, Matt, Matt is here as well. With that, took me four takes and several DMs. Listen, it was a, it, it was a very, very cute video. Very, very good take. Very cute dog. But you're gonna have to come harder than that, Matty. I think you're gonna have you to, are. you know, you're gonna have to jazz it up a little bit, my friend. You are. You are. Get get him on stream. Um, yeah. Oh, there's Bo Hills in the house. To, SummerSlam 2040 is going to be Undertaker versus Dominic Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio's <laughs> retirement match. Uh, Bo Hill, you're probably right. L- listen, Undertaker will be signed with the company through then. If he's alive... No, I think he's out of contract by then. 2035, is it? He's 35, done. yeah. Right. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. it's always good for renewal. Let's, <laughs> let's be honest. He's got he's got legs in him, yeah. Uh, God, I <laughs> <laughs> probably to be honest um on that note though i do think dominic retires ray i've said it yeah yep. i do i do think that happens yeah, and i think I, and i think he takes the mask i've said yeah, it i hope so. I, I think, I think it work as well um let's jump into a little bit more news um i want to talk on two things here louis uh brian and reigns being on direction and then i also want you to talk about david boy smith after that so uh daniel bryan uh, was obviously uh laid out on smackdown uh, a few weeks ago by jay uso and this is reportedly leading to a program between roman reigns and daniel bryan for the universal championship presumably heading out of survivor series as we go into um TLC, which is obviously a very exciting prospect. I probably wouldn't have had Daniel Bryan lose clean to Jey Uso then. Um, although I understand why they did it for the story and it did wonders for Jey Uso. I just don't know whether that's a smart thing to do. But listen, we've seen Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns before in the ring and they can create some great stuff together. They've actually tagged together a fair bit. I don't think people appreciate how much they've tagged together. Did a lot of stuff uh, together last year. So, yeah, it'd be definitely very ex- – sorry, not last year, the year before. So it'd be very exciting to see what uh, they can do together. Uh, I think the matches would be great. The story would be great. Roman Reigns is said to have a lot of creative input along with Paul Heyman in the storyline. We all, we've heard and we've covered on the show before that Daniel Bryan has a lot of creative input into what he's doing. So uh, I think we could really be in for a treat with, with this storyline. I think that there's a lot of potential with it. And it's definitely sort of the, the main event feud. Like Jey Uso was fun, but it's nicer, obviously, for Roman to beat off a main eventer. And Daniel Bryan is <laughs> what. I shouldn't have said that. As soon as I said it, as soon as I said it, I regretted it. Uh, I'm uh, to be fair. I'm 32. I should be above making those kind of jokes. Um, what I will say is that match should have happened last year, and that should have been the culmination of the Roman attacker storyline. And um, they could have done the tag match of Samoa Joe and Reigns versus um, Rowan and Brian at that SummerSlam that would have led to Rowan and Brian down the line. But no, and now here we are, Brian in full on, full on put over mode, um, which. It's going to be fine, though. The matches will be good. Talk to Mm -hmm. us about David Boy Smith. So, yeah, David Boy Smith is reportedly a target for WWE, AEW, New Japan, Impact. He's a boy in demand. Um, He is obviously worked for WWE before as, uh, I can't remember, DJD. What was his name when he was at WWE? David Boy, when he was at the tag team with. uh... Oh, you mean the tag team? Yeah, what was his name? It's going to really annoy me. Oh, well, you know the Heart Foundation, right? But I mean, you're talking about no, his name within that. No, Davy Boy Smith Jr. 
right? Harry, Harry Smith. Harry, Harry Smith. Smith. Harry, Harry Smith. Smith. Sorry, I, I thinking, actually didn't follow what you were trying to say. I was there, thinking, I, what, I what was his name when he was with WWE? Harry Smith. So yeah, he's done some great stuff uh, with uh, MLW at the moment. He's obviously been in New Japan before with the tag team with AEW's Lance Hoyt or Lance Archer. So yeah, I think we've got some really exciting prospects with him. Uh, the report from Dave Meltzer notes that he is going to be. Well, he he actually met with Tony Khan at. Um, uh, uh, Chris Jericho's Halloween party, uh, which <laughs> of course, yeah, <laughs> I'm really jealous. I didn't get an invite to, and mm. not, not not that I would, but um, yeah, I think it's really exciting to uh, David Hart Smith. That was it. Okay, yeah, that, that was his name. Um, but yeah, I think it's really exciting uh, for him. Obviously, being so in demand, his MLW contract, MLW contract is believed to be up uh, in December, so we could be seeing him with a promotion, a new promotion in the new year, potentially, depending on non-competes. So, yeah, another very exciting uh, sort of potential target for multiple companies. Uh, there was even a report, I believe, suggesting that WWE looking to bring him in to NXT UK to be one of sort of the figureheads of that brand. And a match between uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr. and Walter would be fantastic. Well, you know, Davey Boy Smith um, Jr. has great size, about 6'4", six, 6'5", six, I think. Mm. Um, you know, he could believably go up against someone like Walter would be a great draw. The heritage, obviously, with the Bulldog. And, of course, he did meet with WWE um, with Bulldog going into the Hall of Fame and stuff yeah. like that. I know him and his sister took a meeting in um, Stanford. Uh, Natalia has said that she would love to see that in NXT UK as well. So um, it would be very cool if it did happen. But either way, it's one of them where he clearly had the tools when he was in WWE the first time around, which is very young. And he's gone away now and worked on his craft. And, and here we are. He's probably ready for a, a big shot once again. Um, Sats Vault says, on reference to my Mysterio take, why would why would he take the Marso? We already saw him. So... Um, Dominic has said that the plan long term, I believe, is to operate under Prince Mysterio. That's that's the. Did he say it to you or Chris Van Vliet? It was one of the two. He said that to Chris Van Vliet. Um, for, for when when I discussed it with him, talking about what he wants to do, he wants to win the tag titles with Ray. Then he wants to have a one-on-one -on -one with him at WrestleMania. And the belief is that when that would be Ray's swan song. Okay. So I guess and the idea. Interestingly, speaking of that, Ray has actually said today that he sees himself retiring within the next couple of years. Well, yeah, he um, was going to retire anyway um, before his son actually got serious and got involved with wrestling. Like he, Ray did say to me that basically his son, you know, for want of a better term, saved the winter of his career because he was just going to retire. His knees were mm -hmm. bugging him that bad. Um, but Dominic, Working heel, you know, tearing over Ray, retiring him, and taking the mask as like a scalp and wearing it. I think that would be cool. That would be why. Obviously, not to demask Ray. That's not really the purpose of the the story, in my eyes. There. Yeah. Um, so there you have we've it. Actually, we've actually got another super chat here from Injection Two K that we missed earlier. I feel upset and robbed if Undertaker doesn't get the FFH treatment. Firefly Funhouse. I'm assuming yeah. he means. I'm assuming he means that as well. Which. I don't think, I think, prepare yourself now, Injection. I think, I think you might be a little bit disappointed. <laughs> I don't think that's what we are going to get. Although it would be cool. I think he after hearing that guys like Savio Vega are coming back, I think we are just going to get a nice, all right, here's goodbye. Although we all know it's not really goodbye. And there was another one as well here from Rocket Strapper. And I don't even want to read this super chat. Alex, who is your favorite wrestling daily co-host? Uh... Hang on, hang on, hang on. SP3 or Steph? I'm not even in. I think you know, for, <laughs> for for the sake of balance and fairness, he hasn't included me. Yes, because he he knows that I'm on the show twice a week, three times at the pay per view. They're on once. It wouldn't be fair to put me in that bracket because we know you've said it before. I'm the I'm the little protege. It wouldn't be fair because it would obviously be me. So out of the other two, uh, who who is the, the favorite? Ah, oh, well, you've paid your money, so I better give you an answer. Um, yeah, yeah, Steph, actually. Um, FSB3 and his goddamn opinions. Screw that guy. Um, <laughs> Tomorrow's you know, show's going to be fun. He, 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 he got one over me last week, so yeah. Screw that guy. No, I, I love them both, actually, for different reasons. Like, Because um, I think Steph is really great with the insight that she provides and and obviously like the hot takes with um, the fan and whatnot. I do think Steph's really good at what she does. Um, and funnily enough, they do have some similarities in terms of their tastes, um, like the type of wrestling they watch, Japan, AEW, and, and well, everything, basically. <laughs> um, 
And I like them both because they're both... Um, SP3, I think, is more diplomatic in dis- discussions. He's very, like... He's very hard to... Um, he's very hard to get round because he's very balanced. Like, you don't get what you want out of him. Whereas Steph is very much like, this is what I think, and that's that. <laughs> I, have a crying, I have a crying dog by the door that wants to get out, so... I'll well, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't want to spurn him. But anyway, um, they're all great. I'm really happy with the co-host that we did end up getting because um, when this show, this idea was conceived, um, that they asked me who I wanted and that was a short list that I put together. So I was very happy that I was able to get them to respect their work greatly. Um, and yeah. Hey, did you say it was those two you asked for? You mean you didn't handpick me? I said I put together a short list. Oh, I didn't well, say, I didn't well, say who was on it. Was I not? Was I not one that was forced upon you? Was it not like Ollie said? Listen, you, you you were kind of part of the package, man. Yeah. Was, was it not like, like, hey, you got this wrestling daily show, but kind kind of like a, like you, you got to deal with Louis. I could I could have said no though, Louis. These, these are what you have to remember. Um, you but you know, I'm very happy about it's played out in terms of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, on that note, we've really enjoyed. I know Alex and I have spoken about this privately as well. We've really enjoyed the super chats. The the engagement we've got from you guys it's obviously fun doing the show chatting with alex and obviously for alex to chat with me but it's so great to get your guys comments your guys super chats your guys opinions uh, on things and uh hear what you guys have got to say so we really appreciate that from everyone at wrestle because i know the last time i said this was when you were having your issues so i was rudely interrupted and you just dropped out oh when, right yeah no i remember uh, okay, i was saying yeah. it. i was in the middle of saying it and then uh, you see my face just go alex has gone Listen, before we I go, mean? before we go today, I want to do this last, um, this last hot take because it's from Injection Two K, who's been very, thoroughly uh, interactive throughout the show today. So let's hear what they have to say. Do not mind me taking thirty seconds of your time to tell you this in a promo style that WrestleMania Twenty Three that aired Undertaker versus. Batista for the World Heavyweight Championship that aired John Cena versus Shawn Michaels for the WWE title should be one of the top 10 best WrestleManias of all time. Thank you very much. Great delivery. Fantastic delivery. But this took a turn. When I was like top 10, when he said top 10, I was like, there's not actually that many that top 10 is that good of an accomplishment, I guess. Yeah. If he was like top five, be like, okay, yeah. awesome. I, I, I think he should have come in hotter with where he, where he saw that yeah. on the card. Great lady, um, though. Fantastic WrestleMania. Yeah, you know, forget that's where the Vince gets his head shaved, that WrestleMania, um, with Lashley and Umaga, sincerely underrated. Uh, they still had the Money in the Bank ladder matches. At WrestleMania at that point, I believe Mr. Kennedy won that one. Um, yeah. And I think there was some, don't get me wrong, I don't think it was great across the board. I vividly remember Great Carly and Kane. Yeah, so I mean, um, running down the card, we've got Kennedy winning Money in the Bank, Carly defeating Kane, uh, Chris Benoit defeating MVP. Oh, that was a good match. That was a good match. ECW Originals defeating the New Breed. Uh, Bobby Lashley defeating Umaga, Melina defeating Ashley in the match of the night, and uh, John Cena <laughs> defeating Shawn Michaels. So, yeah, I mean, those two world title matches obviously, I think, stole the show. That's I'm a strong card, yeah, strong card. That is a strong card. Um, you know, I'd, I'd have to actually go go ahead and put, put my top 10 together. I, I think the only thing that I consider 17 the best personally, um, I don't know whether that's just. You know, it's got the TLC, Austin and Rock, like Taker and Triple H actually work a great match on there as well. Further adding to my Triple H claim. Um, and there's a great hardcore that opens it up. Like, there's loads of great stuff. I think um, Jericho, Regal, Benoit, Angle, I want to say. Could be wrong. Um, so, yeah, for me, 17 is the best. Lou, you got the best one? 17. It can't. It's, it's, it's that 17, 18, 19 is often. The one that comes to people's minds. The era is just grand. Yeah. You, yeah, can't, you can't pull it. George Ammons here before we close things off with WrestleMania 31 is the most underrated mania in history. Interesting take. Um, that, of course, <laughs> wouldn't is... be wouldn't be a good stream without George Ammons coming in with a super I was chat. about to say, I'm glad that he made his presence felt. Mm-hmm. Good right mania. Very good mania. The ending, man. Wow. Like, well, I was about to say. 
George, George has made a last minute running just like at WrestleMania 31 itself. It mm-hmm. was what a what a symmetrical super chat he just gave fitting, us. Fitting, fitting. I mean, elsewhere uh, uh, on that card as well. Um, I'm right in thinking this as well. Am I? Rollins and Orton, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Sting and uh, Triple H. We also had uh, Rollins. Is that, lad- is that the ladder match for um, the Intercontinental? Is that there? Yeah, yeah. Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan won. Uh, we had Cena and Rusev. We also had Bray and Undertaker, which was what it was. Um, yeah, it, it was it was a decent card, very decent card, and underrated. It doesn't often get spoken about, but yeah. Well, anyway, guys, um, we could do this all night, but we've already gone over our time as me and Louis are making a habit of doing. So uh, thank you so much for your super chats tonight. We really appreciate them. And indeed, the comments, uh, as you fill of our live chat, I do love purveying that as time goes on. Uh, remember, you can catch up on podcasts, and I will be back tomorrow with the man himself, the instigator, SP3, uh, and we're going to be debating again this time, who's the more influential, the Shield or the Elite? Who is more influential in wrestling today? So that is a debate you can look forward to tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, I look very much forward to... Well, join, sorry. join me. Join, join me with the other hand. Oh, yeah. So what? You just need the one from me, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, there we I, go. I actually have a photo with, with Roman, like the massive mark that I am, doing that. Um, I'm, sure, I'm sure it was like, uh, this uh, is proper journalist. Yeah. Absolute mark. Well, well, it was, the, other, the other journalist I was with was like, "Should we get a photo of Roman?" And then it was like, it just happened. <laughs> it, just, it was just like, well, I mean, there's there's three of us. Like, let's just let's just do it. Um, so yeah, um, thanks very much, guys. Once again, thank you for the super chats. Catch us up on podcast, and please do subscribe to Wrestle Two. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.